Hopkins beat the sentimental favorite, the late Chadwick Boseman. At 83 years of age, I did not expect to get this award. I really didn't. Hopkins is now the oldest to ever win an Oscar. S&P futures unchanged. Dow futures ahead 46. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. Zimbabwe. The broken Bunsen burner burns so bright. South. Jamie. Southeast Asian Peninsula. Hey, hey, Jamie. Yes. I think the only line we need from you today is drivers who switch to progressive could say big. Cool. I just got to finish my warm-ups. <clears throat> foul, foul, throw in the towel. History, history. Switch history, to progressive history, history. today. Santa ski, slalom in a salmon skin suit. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Start with everyone whose mom was even more superhuman than usual this past year. Like, super-duper human. Now narrow it down to those who want to show their appreciation but haven't quite found the time to get a Mother's Day gift. For you, there's Walgreens with Hallmark cards, fragrances, and personalized photo gifts you can create and pick up the same day. Personalized? Ooh, she'll love that. Shop Walgreens for gifts she'll love in an instant. This week, get up to 60% off photo gifts. Offer good through 522. Restrictions apply. See walgreens.com slash photo for details. Meet the wedding crashers in reverse. CBS's Peter King with the story from Florida. The 911 call came in from Nathan Finkel, who owns a mansion in southern Broward County. I have people trespassing on my property. They say that having a wedding here and it's God's uh, message. South Florida Sun Sentinel reports the groom once passed himself off as a potential buyer for the mansion. Finkel turned down his request to get married there, even though he wasn't actually living there. The couple sent out invitations promising a two-day gala anyway, not realizing Finkel lived elsewhere on the property. Police came, the couple left, there were no arrests. We don't know if any of the guests showed up. Tyler Perry awarded a humanitarian honor at the Oscars. He brought the audience to tears with the story of a woman who approached him and asked for shoes, not money. She said, thank you, Jesus. My feet are off the ground. He says he found the shoes at his studio in Atlanta. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Doors are being slammed in your face, and bad credit is holding you back. Ray's Webinar has dedicated over 40 years to helping everyone get a 750 credit score. $99 can get you started, guaranteed, or your money back. See, tax liens, judgments, and even late pays can be removed from your personal credit report. If you need a credit score to 750, $99 can get you started. Ray's Webinar has built millions in credit for personal and business. If you need $5,000 to $50,000 and more, Ray's Webinar will get you what you want. Call 800-490-4140. That's 800-490-4140. If you need a credit score of 750, $5,000 to $50,000 of credit, you're just one call away. Call 800-490-4140. That's 800-490-4140. If you need your credit score to go up, Ray's Webinar is the only one that can help you. Ray's Webinar will personally rebuild your credit to a 750 and build you all the credit you need, guaranteed or your money back. Call Ray's Webinar, 800-490-4140. That's 800-490-4140. Have you heard of Project Rise? Are you a parent in Athens, Meigs, Perry, or Vinton counties? We provide internships, job shadowing, work-study, transition planning, and graduation coaching. All students and parents have free access to these resources. For more information, please find us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. There are numerous free events and resources that you need to know about. Act now. Project Rise will help you with your future after high school. Follow us on Facebook at AMESC 
Project Rise. Zero percent for 84 months on 2021 Jeep Cherokee 4x4s at Mark Porter Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. April is going to be a great month to get a new vehicle from one of the Mark Porter Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram stores in Pomeroy or Jackson, Ohio. Over 300 units on the ground and more coming as our competitors are out of vehicles. We have them. Buy a new Ram 2500 or 3500 up to $10,500 off from one of the biggest heavy-duty Ram truck dealers in Ohio. Our goal is to be the number one dealer in Ohio. Stock them deep and sell them cheap. Shop 24 hours a day at markporterram.com. New 2021 Ram 1500s have 0% for 72 months, plus $1,500 rebate. The car at Perry says get a new 2021 Jeep Wrangler, save up to $4,500 off. Or we have over 30 Jeep Gladiators, discounts up to $5,000 off. 2021 Jeep Compass 4x4, 0% for 84 months. Look at markporterjeep.com. So come to Route 33 in Laurel Cliff in Pomeroy, Ohio, or Route 32 in Mayhew Road in Jackson, Ohio, and save. Sale ends April 30th. People say treat yourself like you need a reason, but McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like Bold McCafe Iced Coffee, get any size for $1.69, or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something-something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Hi, I'm Kim. And this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. Well, it's really not, it's not the Kim and Ruth Show. It's really... <laughs> I don't know. Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics. And all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. Have you experienced foot or ankle pain during or after sports, running, or exercising at the gym? Nagging aches in your foot or ankle that won't go away? Podiatric physicians can provide you with important foot care solutions, shoe inserts, or show you how to support your feet and ankles so you're able to compete or exercise comfortably. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state and have been serving the profession and the public for over 100 years. To find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. Coach Turf, your NF Tech football team played an opponent this week that you didn't really have much time to prepare for. That's right. You know, we was playing the folks over to East Springfield Polytechnic. They wasn't even on the schedule when we was making up the schedule prior to the season even starting. We thought that we was going to be playing a real prestigious uh, opponent this week, the Georgia Institute of Football, TGIF. But those boys didn't feel like they wanted to come and play us, and we got real lucky when uh, East Springfield Polytechnic, the boys over to ESP, called up and said they figured that we was going to play a ball game this week, and they wanted to play us. It certainly was a coincidence when they called looking for a ball game. Well, not only that, it was real amazing because just prior to that, the folks over to TGIF called said they wasn't coming, and Coach uh, uh, Benzinger, Brains Benzinger, over to ESP called and says, Coach, Coach, I know that you're looking for a ball game this week, and I wanted to come over and play y'all. And I'm just wondering, Coach, what kind of game was it? It was a fine ball game. You know, I am real pleased with the way the Oysters acquitted themselves up on, on the football field. You know, they did play a real fine ball game on offense. And, of course, now I am real pleased about the way they played on defense. They gave a real fine effort. And, of 
course, all the boys have played on special teams. They gave a real fine effort as well. And, of course, the Oysters did play a fine ball game. And I do want to point out that everybody over to ESP gave a real fine effort as well. They played a fine ball game. So what all the fans, what came over to the ball game, over to the half-shell stadium scene, when everything was all over, said and done with, was a fine ball game. Well, Coach, can we report that the Oysters picked up their first win of the season? Well, you could report that if you wanted, but uh, you'd be in a gross error. You know, uh, I'm, I'm real ashamed of, of, of the way the score turned out. But I do want to point out to all the fans that the score is not indicative of the way that we played because we played a whole lot better than the score would indicate. What was that score, Coach? Well, we got beat 46 and zip. And I'll be back with Coach Turf right after this message. And the Cut of Shark Turf Show, proudly brought to you by the Appalachian Green Parks Project. Well, Coach Turf, a 46 to nothing loss. I know it was a difficult uh, chore getting ready for a team that you only knew one day in advance you were going to be playing. Well, that's right. You know, it wasn't real easy to get ready for a, a ball game, which you only knew a day ahead of time you was going to be playing. But, you know, that's one of the things that makes football a great game it is. You know, that's one of the things you've got to expect when you get into this great business uh, of coaching football. You know, uh, preparing for ball games and, and relating to the unexpected just goes along with fumbles and interceptions. You've got to expect that life ain't going to be no uh, uh, smooth road. It's going to have a few bumps and potholes, and uh, I believe we found all of them this week. How would you compare the ESP team to some of the better teams in the six-pack conference? Well, I'm glad you asked me that question because, you know, uh, uh, what, what Coach uh, uh, Benzinger come up to me and said after the ball game was, he says, Coach, you know, you got a real fine ball club, and, and I know you got some real fine ball clubs in your conference, and I, we was wondering if maybe we could come into the conference next year. And what did you tell him, Coach? Well, who ever heard of a seven-pack? Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-M. My, oh, my, it's a beautiful morning out there. Look at that sunshine. 43 degrees at the moment, climbing up to 69. Maybe we'll hit the 70 mark even. Oh, here's a forecast that says 70. 83 tomorrow. Yeah, boy. Hey, it's April 26th, and of course the year is 2021. This is the 116th day of uh, this year. There are 249 days remaining. Uh, let's see, what what historical thing can we pull out about April 26th? Oh, here we go. 1986, the year, an explosion and fire at the Chernobyl nuclear power plant over in the Ukraine caused radioactive fallout to begin spewing into the atmosphere. Dozens of people were killed in the 
immediate aftermath of the disaster, while the long-term death toll from radiation poisoning is believed to number in the thousands. Yeah. Remember that? Chernobyl. Yes, I do. It was um, said to be near 100,000 eventually. Really? Yeah, hmm. the fallout from that. Well, let's see here. What else happened on this date? In 1607, English colonists <coughs> went ashore at present-day Cape Henry, Virginia, on an expedition to establish the first permanent English settlement in the Western Hemisphere. Oh boy, a lot of things happen on this date. Too many to mention, frankly. Here's another nuclear thing. 1968, the United States exploded beneath the Nevada desert a 1.3 megaton nuclear device called boxcar, I think it is. Let me. So, uh, folks, you'll get be amused at this. I, well, maybe not. Anyway. So again, my week this weekend, I broke my glasses. Okay, this is again. The, yes, the fourth time in probably mercy eight, eight months. Mercy. So I'm wearing my backup pair, which is one prescription ago, not my current prescription. So uh, let's see, what was this word? I was boxcar. Boxcar. Okay. Yeah. You didn't take a tumble, did you? No. No. Okay. I was just that just reminded me of when the parking lot was a little icy. Oh yeah. Out there over the winter time, and you went down. Yeah. No big deal. Nope. Um, my wife had a bad fall, what, um, on an icy porch months ago. Man, she looked, I mean, she had black eyes, both of them, you know, really looked terrible. Hmm. But um, the doc said everything was fine. It's just a normal thing you have to go through. Yep. The bruising, that palate heals to the surface. Mm -hmm. All right, well, let's see here. Where were we going? Oh, in 1977 on this date, the legendary nightclub, Studio 54, had its opening night in New York City. What year was that? 54. 54. No, 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 no. 77. I'm sorry. Okay. Studio 54. Studio 54. But its opening was in 77. Wow. That was where all the celebs hung out during the disco era, I think it was. What was that song you made me play the other day? Disco Duck or something? Yeah, on Friday. <laughs> Silly songs. <laughs> that is so weird. Yeah. That really sounded like it just a moment ago. Good impression. Okay, let's see here. Let's uh I have many papers I brought in this morning. Some, um, in fact, I have a really weird set that I'm going to finish off with, I hope. Okay. That just reminded me, that Disco Duck song. I had some people tell me over the weekend they loved it. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> they had yeah, it for so long. <laughs> See, Carol Burnett is 88 today. Think oh, of that. Yeah. So think of all the, the millions of people she entertained for that show, Entertained, the Carol Burnett I, show. I can remember as a kid. Um, my parents loved the show, and I did too. Oh yeah, likewise. And uh, and I used to, I still laugh when I watch the reruns of Harvey Corman oh, and, yeah. and Tim Conway. Oh yeah, who when wouldn't? Tim Conway used to just make Harvey Corman almost bust his buttons laughing during a skit. Tim Conway held a straight face most well, of the time. Most of the time. Most of the time. As long as he could. <laughs> yeah. But then it would always blow up, and that was part of the fun. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, Carol Burnett, 88. Let's see here. Maurice Williams, R&B singer, 83. Uh, Bobby Rydell, 79. I'm, I'm scanning through here. There's, so, there's many names. I probably should announce anyway because just because I don't remember them doesn't mean. Well, anyway, actor comedian Kevin James is 56. Author and former U.S. poet laureate Natasha Trethaway, right? Yeah, that's right. Even they give me a phonetic here. Trethaway is 55 today. Poet laureate. Uh, Rapper T-Boz of TLC is 51. Melania Trump, former first lady, right? 51 as well today. I will have to say, I thought she was very nice looking. Oh, very classy. Very elegant. Mm Mm-hmm. She's um, such a smart. I think doesn't she speak five different languages, as well? I'm almost certain of that. It's funny how people who are. I don't. I'm, let me. I'm. I'm trying to think how to say this accurately or properly. We Americans are not very good at speaking other languages. And yet people from other parts of the world um, that come here we find can speak multiple languages often. And improperly, you know? Yes. I I don't know... um, Well, anyway. Yeah, they're very very fluid with mm-hmm. uh, being multilingual. Let's see here. Um, I have, uh, you know, two daughter-in-laws of, of um, international descent. Descent? Mm-hmm, yeah. Oh, okay. Origin, descent. Both of whom are now U.S. citizens. Um, one was Russian, 
was where she was. I guess that's right. It still is. Yeah. That's where I was thinking this. Do yeah. I say was or is or whatever? Yep. And another who is uh, Thai from Thailand. And uh, they are both so special to me. Anyway, okay, well, back to birthdays. Let's see here. Well, it's just a whole bunch of names I don't know today. I'm. This may be not a good day for me. Um, uh, you may recognize the the very last New name York on that Yankees list. outfielder Aaron Judge. Yep. Was he also a jury? Um, all rise is what they say when he comes to bat. Okay. Here come to judge. Well, get it when the oh, yeah, judge walks yeah. in. The bailiff says, "All rise." Yeah, if you have to explain a joke, it's not. Quite well, a it's it's not really a a joke. That's that's what they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, whenever he they they've actually got a section in Yankee Stadium where a lot of people dress up in a judge's robe. No kidding. Yeah, and they have the long, white colonial type hair pieces they mm-hmm. wear. <laughs> and they have uh, those signs out there that say, here come the judge. Fair enough. Today is National Pretzel Day. It's National Kids and Pets Day. National Audubon Day. National Richter Scale Day. Just a couple more here. National Help a Horse Day, National Dissertation Day, and lastly, National South Dakota Day. Okay, so let's see. Pretzel Day. That's okay with me. Um, Kids and Pets, of course. Audubon. National Richter Scale Day? Okay, you, we've got to follow up on that a little bit. See what you can find out about that. What's that all about? Well, you know that the uh, inventor of that scale that measures earthquakes, I believe, that was his last, <clears throat> excuse me, last name. Well, yeah, but, but why do we have to have a day of it? Uh, I mean, the there's got to be more to it than that. Same reason we have those other days that are just so filling, fulfilling, <laughs> like National Number Two Pencil Eraser Head Day, <laughs> National Richter Scale Day on April 26th honors the birth of Richter Scale inventor Charles F. Richter. He was born on this date in 1900, hmm. and. Richter was an American seismologist and physicist most famous as the inventor of that Richter magnitude scale, which quantifies the size of earthquakes. Well, okay. What was his first name? Charles? Charles. Charles F. Richter. So, anyway, we got to do that. National Dissertation Day. I guess it's getting close to the end of the school year. Yeah, likely, yep. 
That must be it. Yep. Has, that's what it is. It has to do with academics when a dissertation is required to complete the de- usually a graduate degree or an advanced degree. I had to do one of those. Quite frankly, I enjoyed it. On this day in history, let's see what we've got here. 1478, but on this date, Pazzi conspirators attack Lorenzo de Medici and kill Giuliano de Medici in Florence. So that'd be Italy. Okay, why? Uh, They don't give us enough information this time. Normally they give us a little more. So, P-A-Z-Z-I, Pazzi Conspirators. What's Pazzi? Pazzi Conspiracy was a plot by members of the Pazzi family and others to displace the Medici family as rulers of Renaissance Florence. Okay. There was an attempt to assassinate the ones you just mentioned. Okay. So it was a plot. was Was it successful? Um, Lorenzo was wounded but survived. However, Giuliano was killed. Okay. Well, so, anyway. Yes, apparently it was successful. Well, yeah, but if even one of them still survives, wouldn't they continue on? Uh, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Well, you know, it, it comes, it goes on to say the, the, uh, Sentence for those, the Posse conspiracy, was execution. So apparently it did not happen. It was not successful. They were banished from Florence and their lands and property confiscated. 1920 on this date. Harlow Shapley and um, Heber, Heber D. Curtis... Hold the so-called, remember this term, the great debate? Oh, yeah. On the nature of nebulae, galaxies, and the size of the universe as the U.S. National Academy of Sciences in Washington, D.C. 1945, Marshal Philippe Pétain. Leader of France's Vichy Collaborationist. Said that pretty good, didn't it? Not bad. The Collaborationist regime during World War II arrested for treason. Oh, the first modern container ship. This is 1956 on this date. Um first modern container ship whose name was the Ideal X leaves Port Newark in New Jersey for Houston, Texas. I have a couple of books. Uh, Some of you know I'm kind of a frustrated architect. I think I would have enjoyed that career. Anyway, I have many books about different weird construction processes. 
and uh, I have a couple of them that just deal with these containers, right? You've seen them. Uh, they're often hauled by 18-wheelers, but uh, they came off a ship. Some crane placed them then on the frame of a 18-wheeler, and off they go to wherever. Yeah. Um, but using those containers, There's been a number of homes built out of those things. Oh, well, enough on that. Yeah, those container ships are much like the one that was blocking the Suez Canal. Oh, yeah. just recently. CBS News yeah. Brief. Oops, New CBS. COVID cases in the U.S. are rising. Back. Here, I'll dump that. Now, did you hear that? I did. Okay. Yeah. How do we get rid of that? Uh, we need to go back and uh, check the feed. The computers here are reading the monitors back there, mm. reading the stack, and I need to reset that computer you're looking at right now. Okay. Uh, would you? I <laughs> would be happy to do so. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, we were speaking of the Suez Canal. Um, I just saw something that says, how much does it cost for a ship to pass through the Suez Canal? The estim- According to Lloyd's of London... Estimated value of the cargo goods passing through the canal every day at $9.7 billion. Daily. Every day, yeah. With $5.1 billion traveling west, $4.6 billion traveling east. Okay, now we have, let's see here. We have, we have the Panama Canal and we have the Suez Canal. Both of those are really unusual, right? Yeah. In that they are, they were basically made to cut, to create an immense shortcut. Am I right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, for the Suez Canal, so they don't have to go down around, I think it's the Horn of Africa. Yes. Yes. For the Suez Canal and avoid that long trip. And also uh, pirates down in those areas too. But the yeah, arg, yeah, arg. The two, two famous, most famous canals, I would say, are those two you just named. Yeah. And of course, we know of the Erie Canal. You know, up on Lake Erie, mm-hmm. that that is utilized frequently. Oh well, each day for shipping purposes. All right. Uh, let's see. CBS is disappeared for the moment um you know they they mentioned how much it cost for the the delay of goods through the suez canal cost 400 million dollars per hour in delayed goods per hour Hmm. all right um am i going to get interrupted by cbs again no But it should fire at the top. Yes, I'll reset it here okay. in a second. Just check. Okay, so famous birthdays. You, we've already mentioned um, Mel- Melania Trump, right? And today her 51st. Um, we've got a, a, three others at least um, to mention here. Okay. Uh, Frederick. Frederick Law. Olmstead. 
whose birthday was on this date in 1822. He died in 1903. Olmsted. I'm going to guess something to do with electronics. Friedrich Law Olmsted was an American landscaped, uh, landscape architect, journalist, I'm, social I, critic. I'm completely wrong. Public administrator. He was the father of American landscape architecture. Okay. Well, it was a wild guess on my part, and I was wrong. Okay, next is, um, let's see, this is way back, 121, the year. Marcus Aurelius. Well, I've heard that name many times. Now, why? Marcus Aurelius was a philosopher. A Roman emperor from 161 to 180 and a Stoic philosopher. He was the last of the rulers known as the five good emperors. So I guess they had some bad emperors somewhere mm-hmm. along the way. Duh. No, it's true. No, I meant duh. Yeah. Duh means, well, yeah. Duh. Okay. That's going to be your nickname one of these days. Duh? Duh palm tree. The palm tree. <laughs> you know, that was my nick. Uh, palm tree was my nickname in high school. Yeah. Now, I'm short. Why would they name me palm tree? I don't know, because usually they are, like, tall and yeah. taller. Anyway, palm tree. <laughs> Okay, uh, the last one, I think, as I have to mention in the way of birthdays, is Rudolf Hess. He was a bad guy, right? Yep. He was born on this date in 1894, died in 1987. Wow. Yep. He was a German politician and leading member of the Nazi Party. Mm. He was a deputy Fuhrer to Hitler. Okay, two death dates. We have to mention John Wilkes Booth, born in 1838, but died in 1865. Um, boy, I'm having a, a historical blankage here. John Wilkes Booth was the one who shot President Lincoln. That's it. That's it. And the place Ford's Theater. Yep. Watching the play, Our American Cousin. Lucille Ball is the last person we have to mention oh, today. What a sweetheart. Born in 1911, but died on this date in 1989. All right. Take these and set them over here. Folks, um, set them over here. Whoops. Sorry, Mike. Um, let's... Um, Let's discuss um, our current stats for a moment. Uh, And I'm talking about COVID, of course. So here in Athens County, as of yesterday, we have had 5,121 cases. which means 7.8% of our population have had to deal with it. Um, Let's 
of that 5,121 cases thus far in Athens County, there are currently 155 active cases. We have 4,935 that have recovered. They've had it. Presumably they're done with it. Of that, 57 died. No, that's not right. Those numbers will not be combined. So, uh, 4935 recovered. 57 did not in past. There we go. Now, um, in terms of vaccinations, and this is, again, very positive stuff. As of yesterday, 23,424 Athenians, that is to say Athens Countyans, um, have been vaccinated. That's 35.85%. So this call it 36% of our, our people living in our county. State of Ohio. New cases, no cases. So far, the state of Ohio has had 1,064,306 cases, um, actual cases of COVID amongst its uh, citizens. Presently, 55,988 are active also means we get the recovered figure 1,008,318 have recovered so that of those that got it 94.7% have already recovered So far in the state of Ohio, there has been a total of 19,122 deaths. That's 1.8%. Average um, person getting it was 42 years of age. Um, 80, I'm sorry, 46% of those getting it were males, 53% females. Now, again, the good information, vaccine. As of yesterday afternoon, 4,549,108 were vaccinated. That's 38. So almost 39% of our state's population. Two more categories to do here. One for the United States, the other one for the world. So in the United States, 
By the way, the population that we are using for the United States is 331 million people. All right. Um, First case in the U.S. was uh, February 5th of 2020. Um, We had 318,011 new cases yesterday. Bringing our total active cases... I'm sorry, no, bringing our total so far that have had it, they're done with it, or they still have it, whatever, to 32,789,653. Deaths in the United States stand at 585,880. Current active cases, 6,363,899. The recovered amount, they've had it, they're done, 25,339,874. How about vaccines? Again, I always consider that great news. 222,320,000 have been vaccinated. So 67.17, this just rounded up, 67.2% of our nation's population have been vaccinated. Um, folks, I know I'll just take a break here before we do the world report. Um, it's been moving around a little bit, but the, the country to watch right now is India. They're, they've had a huge explosion of cases there just in the last five days, I think. Yeah, <clears throat> it's been a lot. And... And there's been other explosions, and then they, well, anyway, um, by explosions, I mean in other countries. Um, it's, um, and countries help each other. When when it was extra critical here, even the, the nation of India sent some relief in the way of supplies, and even some personnel to help it. Now, of course, it's their turn to be struggling, and we are doing the same for them. I, you know, I just I think that's cool when people help one another. And without regard for... Of course, there's nothing too serious between India and, and um, the U.S. But, I mean, let's say it's not a country that's particularly friendly to us. We still do it and should do it. Okay. 
I've got, I've sort of lost my place. I guess I'm doing the world stuff now. Okay, so there's 7 billion, almost 8 billion people living in the, um, on this planet. Um... 147 million, 48,359 cases have occurred in the world. Um, in terms of active cases, that figure stands at 18,873,787. Do the math, and you would know that we have 125,161,820 who have recovered. But on the vaccinations level, we just hit yesterday the 1 billion people mark. which is 12.9% of our population on the world. But one billion yesterday with vaccines. Okay, I think I've done that. Now, I don't know if you folks will like this or not. I have certain concerns, but here it is, a very stressful time. Uh, so, I found some jokes that are coronavirus-based. <laughs> Okay, oh, now, okay, okay so <laughs> here's, here's, I don't want this to feel insensitive to people that are going through it or have lost someone to it or anything like that. I'm just trying to de-stress the average person a bit. Maybe take the edge off a little, something yeah, like that? something like that. Um, you know, the first thing is, is could this be a pandemic arc, right? Yeah. Okay. So why did the chicken cross the road? Uh, to get to the other side. No. Of course not. Because That's too the, obvious. Because the chicken behind it didn't know how to socially distance properly. Oh, all right. Now you can see where we're going. Okay. Two grandmothers were bragging about their precious darlings. One of them says to the other, mine are so good at social distancing, they won't even call me. <laughs> oh, you've kind of experienced that somewhat. Well. Not yeah. about, maybe not about calling, but not uh, being able to visit. I'm, yeah, I'm having a devil of a time. Okay, number four, my, uh, where did number three go? It disappeared. It's, it's social distancing. Okay. 
the way out of the list. And I think we're also missing a punchline on number two. But anyway, number four, my husband purchased a world map and then gave it to me and then gave me a dart and said, throw this and wherever it lands, that's where I'm taking you when this pandemic ends. Turns out we're spending two weeks behind the fridge. Oops. Okay, this didn't print very well, so I've got, I'm guessing that what this. Well, okay, I'm going to go with it, but I don't get it. Ran out of toilet paper and started using lettuce leaves. Today just was the tip of the iceberg. Tomorrow remains to be seen. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, I think I just got it. Cheesy. Well. Did you get it? Vegetably, anyway. Yeah. Okay. Number six. My mom always told me I wouldn't accomplish anything by lying in bed all day. But look at me now. Ma, I'm saving the world. What a convenient reasoning. After years of wanting to thoroughly clean my house but lacking the time, this week I discovered that wasn't the reason. <laughs> you know, I've talked to a few people that have cleaned places or discovered things that they hadn't seen in years in their homes. Oh, yeah, I've got a couple special neighbors that have just, you know, really worked on areas they've not touched in a long time yeah and they're they're really enjoying staying home and working remotely mm -hmm. from home because they don't they do not miss the morning and evening commutes uh they can avoid problem co-workers that way Probably. as well we don't have any of that here <laughs> oh, no mercy no but they they they, they say it's really nice not to have to face those people every day <laughs> um, if I keep stress eating at this level, the buttons on my shirt will start socially distancing from each other. Yeah. I have a gut this year that I haven't had for quite some time. And, you know, I'm so anxious to have the nicer weather so I can do my yard work and get rid of it. Yeah. Are you that or take it back and get a refund wherever you got it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's see here. I don't get this. Every few days, try on your jeans or just to make sure they fit. Pajamas will have you believe all is well as the kingdom in the kingdom. What am I missing here? <laughs> um, I'm going to guess the, the family jewels. Oh. So they're saying... Uh, Pants are getting a little tighter when you try them on. Because of COVID, we're gaining weight. Yeah. Okay, I get it. And then the PJs are a little more fluffy. I get it. <laughs> Yesterday, I ran out of soap and body wash, and all I could find was dish detergent. 
Then it dawned on me. Uh, Let's see. Being guaranteed with a talkative child is like having insane parrot glued to your shoulder. <laughs> you know, I have always loved tropical birds. I've never owned one. You know, those those birds will live 50 to 80 years, depending yeah. on the breed. And so, unlike some animals, um, you because they live so long, they can have more than one home sometimes because someone dies that owns one, right? Yeah, and they're rehomed somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. And I will have to say that is on my, what do you call it? Bucket list. Yes. Things to do. You right. know, I... I I think it's pretty cool how they can repeat oh, yeah. words that humans say. I understand generally better than some of our employees. <laughs> um, okay, let's keep going. Here. All right. Did I say that? I think so, yes. Whoops. Okay, uh, let's see. I never thought the comment I would touch them with a six. I wouldn't touch them. Okay, let's try that again. I never thought the comment, I wouldn't touch them with a six-foot pole, would become a national policy. But here we are. Yep. Or that it would ever have so much significance. Or the phrase, I never thought I would see the day, and now some of these things are happening. Where we could not go to movie theaters, where we could not go to restaurants, sporting events. Starting to open up, though, little by little. Oh, yeah. We had a nice get-together. Ten of us on um, Saturday evening. It was very pleasant. Good. You know, A group that has been... Mixing it up for some years. Oh, good. Good to see familiar faces again, yes. I'm sure. Let's see here. It says, I finished Netflix today. <laughs> I guess they've watched everything under the sun, is what they're saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pollen will coming, pollen still coming out during global pandemic. I can't use this word. I, I First of all, it doesn't make sense to me, but there's also a bad word here that I can't use. Oh, well, you better. Yeah. Social distance so, away from that one. Okay. Uh, knock, knock. Uh-oh, here we go. Who's there? Seriously, don't touch my door and get back six meters to social distance. <laughs> all of that and who? <laughs> Day 121 at home, and the dog is looking at me like, See, this is why I chew the furniture. And <laughs> <laughs> um, now you know. Yeah. We're, we're nearly out of time. I, I 
didn't know how good or bad these would be. Um, I actually noticed there's a whole bunch of different choices, so I'll look and see if I can find some. Oh, yeah. Ones. Well, those weren't. They weren't awful. No, they weren't too awfully bad. You know, talking about we hope hopefully no one get thinks that it's not being taken seriously because it certainly is. With all the bottles of mm. sanitizer and paper towels and wipes, maskings that we've gone through out here. We have about 45 seconds, folks. Um, COVID cases per 100,000 residents. Um, the U.S. has been high. Um, the U.K. slightly higher. Uh, but now we have improved tremendously. And it is Brazil and uh, India is fast rising. We told you about the concern there earlier in the show. So we'll keep an eye on it and try to share with you what we learn. Otherwise, the Grammys, or not the Grammys, what am I trying to say? Oscars. Oscars. How about that? See you tomorrow. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. U.S. health officials are worried about rising COVID infections and a declining number of people getting vaccinated, as well as a reluctance to get shots at all, especially Johnson & Johnson's. Brown University's Dr. Ashish Jha tells CBS this morning he's concerned about herd immunity. We don't need to have every American vaccinated, but we do need to have most. And I hope I hope most Americans decide this is really a safe and effective vaccine that is good for them and it's good for their family. 90% of Johnson & Johnson's shot reportedly went unused at a FEMA vaccination site in central Florida after the 11-day pause over concerns about blood clots. Guidelines are just out for young campers. CBS's Alexander Tin. New CDC recommendations for summer camps say both staff and kids will need to continue wearing masks and other prevention measures for the foreseeable future because while most adults will likely be fully vaccinated by this summer, no shots have yet been authorized for kids. The Supreme Court's just agreed to hear an appeal to expand gun rights in the U.S. The case is from New York and deals with the fight to carry firearms in public for self-defense. It'll be the court's first into the issue since Justice Amy Coney Barrett was sworn in. Her addition has given the court a 6-3 to three conservative majority. Nomad Land, the big winner at last night's Oscars. It took Best Picture and Best Director. The movie's Frances McDormand won Best Leading Actress. I have no words. My voice is in my sword. We know the sword is our work, and I like work. There's backlash over Anthony Hopkins taking the Best Leading Actor prize over the late Chadwick Boseman. At 83, Hopkins is the oldest to ever win an Oscar. Bunch of tech jobs are headed to the southeast. Correspondent Jim Crisula has the details. Apple will spend more than $1 billion 